Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Real Window. Rewatching random movies from our childhood. I'm Pauline. And I'm Lisa. And we're discussing the final installment in the original <laughs> trilogy, Lisa. Yes. Do you want to tell everyone the movie we watched? And please synopsize this film. For anyone who might not be familiar with it, oh it's an indie film, everyone. It's a small little picture, everyone. Little independent oh, movie. Didn't, Lisa, no. I mean, <laughs> didn't do as well as its predecessors, but I mean, yeah, we'll talk about small, that. Small change, small change. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I will do my best. I know it's a Star Wars film. Eh? Not a Star Trek. Um, I'm not going to make that mistake again. <laughs> Nailed it. Good job, Lisa. Yeah. Way to so, go. We're off to a much um, better start. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right, here we go. I'm going to do my best to okay. this movie because actually saying it out loud might be more entertaining. So for mm-hmm. anyone who doesn't know, we have been re-watching the original Star Wars trilogy. We're on the final of the three Star Wars uh, Return of the Jedi. This one sees our intrepid heroes having to infiltrate Jabba the Hutt's palace to rescue Han Solo, who is still frozen in carbonite from the events of the previous film. Uh, there is a random rather intricate plot to do so with many moving parts. Leia's in a gold bikini. Lando's in disguise too. So is Chewie. So are the droids. But except for 3PO, he never knows what's going on. And they manage to rescue him and then meet up with the fleet. It takes the first 20 minutes of the movie, half of the movie, and suddenly they're back on team. Rebels taking out the Empire. This time, Darth Vader is even more obsessed with finding Luke because, you know, it didn't go so well last time and he's still determined to bring him to the Empire and to the dark side. Uh, mean, the Empire in their attempt to take over the entire galaxy have created another Death Star. This is Death Star 2.0. It's still under construction. The rebels have found out about it and they're going to lead two separate teams. One thing's operational. No! Um, One team. But that's the thing. They don't know it's operational. It's a trap. There are so many traps in this film. It's a trap. How many traps are in this film? Admiral Akbar, what a guy! <laughs> oh, I love him. He's on There's every so many traps. Possible. The Ewoks have a million booby traps. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's Home Alone. Uh, <laughs> on Endor. That's it. So That's basically, it. Yes. the plan for the rebels is that one major force is going to go to the under construction Death Star, and the small team is going to go to the forest moon of Endor, where the shield that is protecting the Death Star from such an attack. Basically, its focal point is on that moon, and if they destroy it, then the fleet will be able to take out this Death Star before it becomes a bigger problem. Little do they realize the Emperor has already foreseen all of this and has laid, as we said, various traps. So Han, Luke, Leia, C-3PO, Chewbacca, and R2-D2 land on Endor, get separated very quickly after a sweet biker chase. We'll explain that, I have no doubt, in detail. Luke decides he's going to go off and visit Vader because he's endangering the mission since Vader knows where he is at all times because of the force and everyone else meets up with adorable Ewoks who are giant walking teddy bears who oh. are the natives of the forest moon of Endor oh, amazing decide it's to amazing. because they think C-3PO is a god anyway oh, while they're dealing with the base to take down the shield Luke is off confronting his father determined to turn him to the good side of the force and not the dark side of the force even though vader now takes him to the emperor where they're going to unleash their plot to turn him to the dark side and he gets to witness from the operational death star the failing of his fleet as it's attempting to take it all down will the rebels succeed will the empire fall oh so many questions who knows that's basically this wonderfully convoluted (laughs) 
plot point. You know what's funny? Um, you described it as convoluted, and in my notes, I'm like, it's so simple and straightforward in its plot. And as you're describing it, I'm like, well, these are all details, Lisa. But the <laughs> essence of the plot is basically I mean, like... The plot is very simple. The rebels need to destroy the second Death Star. Luke needs to confront Darth Vader and turn Perfect. to the good side. The end. The and end. that's that's what they're doing. And they just get separated in their attempt to do so. What I love, and so Pauline and I, when we were little, we watched this one a lot more because of the adorable teddy bears. Pauline... This was your favorite, was it not? It was indeed. It was indeed. <laughs> yes. It was very nice I watching am, it. I am so excited to talk to you about this one because I know you had no memory of New Hope. No memory nope. of Empire Strikes. I was confused in both of those movies the entire so time. So I'm so curious to find out how confused or delighted you were as a child with this one. Mm, mm-hmm. You chose it, which means you get to go first, which means I we're going to start with our usual. Uh, for anyone who hasn't listened for a while or it's their first time listening, Colleen and I, whenever we're re-watching our films, always have particular questions that we're paying attention to uh, when we're watching the film. And the first one we always get into, and which takes up usually the bulk of our episode, is talking about uh, impressions for our, our films, what it was like re-watching this movie as an adult versus when you were a kid, what you remember from when you were a kid, what you misunderstood or didn't get, or favorite scenes. Pauline. Lisa. Tell me about Return mm. of the Jedi. Okay. Okay. Um, so, watching this one, I was like, right from the beginning, I was like, this is my movie. I just, <laughs> I know... Everything that's going to happen. I know exactly where we are. I know why we're here. I was like, this must be what it feels like to watch all the other Star Wars movies as every other Brennan. I just am like, this is it. This is how this feels. And it's very exciting. And I loved every minute of it. And the whole time I was watching it, I was like, I don't understand how this isn't the favorite. I don't understand how this isn't the best one. I just, I, everything about it is amazing. So, I mean, like, okay, right off the hop, Boom. Yeah. We're like, okay, so I can't tell you. Okay. So, okay. With that being said, <laughs> I still was confused about like, I know that Han is in Carbonite and I know yes. that that has happened from the previous yes. film. Yes. We just kind of show up and suddenly we're all back on Tatooine. As you may have gathered everyone, if you listened to the previous episodes, I didn't read the little blurb at the front. So suddenly we're on <laughs> Tatooine and I'm like, why are we here? And it's like, oh, you fool. But anyway, so um, right away, it's like, Boom, C-3PO, boom, Jabba the Hutt, boom. What's the name of the guy with the part of his head that wraps around his body? Bit Fortuna. Um, there we go. I was like, that guy. <laughs> I love the big men. I remember the rancor. I know the dance scene with the woman who falls into the rancor pit and you're just like, Jabba's watching and you're like, oh man, this is disgusting and awesome. I remember Leia is a bounty hunter who's coming in to rescue everything. I was slightly confused about Lando. Because the, the, the segue to him being <laughs> good, like, I, I, the redemption of him at the end of Empire Strikes Back, I was like, that Lisa had where she was like, I get it. I mean, this is a really <laughs> tough situation to be in. I didn't have that empathy. So when he shows up, I'm like, oh, okay, this guy again. <laughs> but also, <laughs> oh, this guy, who's, of course, he's working for Jabba. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, <laughs> so he's in disguise as one of Jabba's guards. And I'm like, that guy. But like, he does redeem himself and it's amazing. So basically, like, right from the beginning. So again, this movie, I mean, they all have a lot of action. But there's just something about the plot of this one, what needs to happen. Well, um, the and sense it's of definitely urgency. more more fun i would it's say way a lot more of ways. Fun. not all of it because there's the luke's thing with the empire is definitely, definitely not dark 
No. And Mm-mm. that's very like deep discussions that are terrible. Um, but aside from that, there's a lot more humor and silliness as well in moments. Han's less of a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Except although Han is Not a always. big baby. He mm-hmm. just gets butt hurt one moment to the next and I'm just like Han dude you need to get over it and Cam was just like there was one moment where I I was like oh Han and Cam's like but like he's cool I'm like no one cares about cool past the age of 17 cool doesn't matter I don't care if you're cool and Cam's like yeah but everyone loves Han I'm like no I want you're Luke sorry like I'm like you're not cool like you want to be Luke you don't want to be Han like come on Han's a big baby like it was anyway so (laughs) that's actually a takeaway of mine is from an adulthood that I was unexpectedly uh, surprised by is I don't like Han Solo I really he's a jerk we've rewatched the trilogy and Pauline has had this epiphany yep and I'm right and I think if you (laughs) rewatch this movie like now, like if you watch this movie and you had never seen it before, I feel like, and you didn't have like all of the hype of what Han Solo is or what he means, I think you would also watch it and be like, this guy's a little bit of a loser. But anyway, Leia, don't date him. Okay, I digress. Okay, so. Um, I mean, I feel like I'm all over the place. My first page in my little diary thing that I write is basically just all of the points from Jabba's lair that I remember. And it's basically the whole thing. And so I think yeah, the whole time... The- the Jabba sequence is delightful. Like I'm, it's great. I'm not gonna lie. Like when it came on, I was like, oh, I great. love the Jabba Palace." It's, <laughs> yeah, it's and then so then they're in the palace. They're trying to get Han safe. They get captured. Leia is in her iconic old bikini, stuck on like Jabba's little stupid little platform thing. They go into the middle of the desert to the Sarlacc pit to I go throw Han. What an elaborate way to kill people. It's great. And like, I... they take the party with them. Yes. R2D2 serving part. drinks. Like, I was like, <laughs> this is like, I. If Jabba was a good guy, I'd totally be on his side for all. Like, well, I'd be like, this is a great way to and I love hang it out. He's, he's meant to be like a gangster, like a, the equivalent of yes. a mob boss yeah. mm, in this yes. galaxy. In this and world. he's a mob yep. boss who's like got such a particular got, right? sense of style of like, all right, <laughs> yes. if we're going to have some disgusting stuff happen, we're going to party while we do it, people. Like, he yep. is fascinating. Yeah. He's yeah, like he's like, if we're gonna go kill people, we'll, we'll do it in style. And I'm like, I want yeah, my band playing yeah. the whole time. Come Legit. on, band, you're coming with me. I mean, if anything says Italian mobster, it's definitely this for sure. <laughs> so, I really everything about the Java sequence is great. I also have to say one of the things mm-hmm. that I loved about this movie, watching it as an adult, and again, okay. I know I'm colored. I'm. I was gonna say this- colored blind. <laughs> <laughs> Nostalgia blind. There you go. I'm not colorblind. <laughs> I was colored because I, I, anyway, you get it. <laughs> so, me I speak digress. English good one day. <laughs> but that's impossible. Okay. <laughs> but what I loved about it was I felt like finally Leia gets to be the badass that Leia is. And I'm not mm. saying that she wasn't a bad, bad badass in the other parts, but let's talk, let's break this down for just a moment. She comes in dressed as a bounty hunter to rescue Han Solo with this elaborate plan with everybody involved, which she has clearly, it's not like Lando's not coming up with this plan. Like, this is Leia. You know this is what's happening here. Anyway, then she gets captured and she gets put into her, like, sexy, stupid bikini that she absolutely hates. Then she ends up, spoiler everyone, strangling Jabba with the chain 
that's holding her to his little thing. And then they like leave and whatever, and they go about their life. Then when they go to Endor, she uh, shoots stormtroopers and gets on these sweet ass bikes that just, mm. she's the master of it. Then she befriends like the best Ewok out of the whole Ewok clan. Wicked. And they, oh, it's just adorable and cute and bonding and amazing. And then <laughs> as they're going through, she's like a badass with a blaster. She's, she's like not, she's, she's like, she got hit and then she's like oh no and she's like behind Han's blocking her and then stormtroopers are behind them but she has a gun and then Han's like I love you and she says I know and it's like reversing everything and I was like this is the movie where I love Leia so <laughs> oh much. yeah that's when Leia is like I find her the best first self. one and the third one or when you get to see Leia be cool because yeah in the third one because in the second one that's the stupid love story han leia bullshit and she's written so poorly in empire strikes mm. back because han is just so cool and everyone loves han and in this movie i was like no leia is awesome and then like han gets all like you love him don't you and she's like well of oh, course and he's all like part... mm. so and then she's so like, no he's my brother. context um sorry yeah i'm i'm rambling you're you're i love it just for context for those listening i will say for the the um the, you love him don't you i was rolling my eyes too because it also shouldn't have been written in it shouldn't have been a thing the yeah. fact that the screenwriters kept trying to so in the first previous in the fr- previous films they kind of tried to set up a, a semi- love triangle love triangle with luke right so luke leia han but in the second film she very clearly by the end is choosing Han at the start of return of the Jedi. She tells Han when she rescues him as the bounty hunter and he can't see because he's got um, hibernation sickness. And so his sight is temporarily gone and he doesn't know who it is. Who's rescued him. Leia takes off her helmet that changes her voice and says someone who loves you. And then they kiss passionately and then they keep, having these little cute moments where they're clearly a couple where mm-hmm. that moment where he's like, I love you. And she goes, I know. And is all cheeky because this is what you said to me. So I'm going to say it while I save your life. And then at the very end. So at one point in the movie, when they're in the Ewok village, Luke having visited Yoda, having um, talked to the ghost of Obi-Wan has found out that Leia is his twin sister. And so he decides before he goes and visits Vader that he will reveal this information because it's important for her to know that she also has a bond with the Force, that they are siblings, and that if anything happens to them, she can continue the family line and perhaps help keep the Force alive and the Jedi way alive, right? So he's he's explaining it to her. And afterwards, so Han sees the two of them part in the darkness and they've hugged. And he comes up to her and he asks what's going on. And she, of course, having just had this emotional bombshell and also finding out that Vader is their mutual father, is, you know, not in a headspace to talk about it as she's still processing. And Han's like, well, tell me. And she's like, I just want to be alone right now. And that's your cue, Han, to leave her alone. And instead he's like, well, could you tell Luke? Is that who you could tell? And it's like, dude, this whole time she's been kissing you and loving you and telling you she loves you. And you are still this jealous. And so then she's like, I, I can't talk about it. And then he actually, I was like, oh, he's had growth. He apologizes, says that he's sorry. She hugs him, end of scene. And then later we have that great Oh, that's bit of, so much more noble you. of you. Than oh, I, no. I was I'm like, not listen, saying it's huh? great. No, I'm, I'm not saying, saying you so are. Hard. I didn't even think, I, didn't there even, is I wasn't even like, he's grown. I'm like, oh, he's still such a baby. He, he apologized. He's never done that before. He I did. was like, good I mean, for you, buddy. Anyway, at the end, after the Death Star spoiler has been blown up, they know Luke was there with Vader. So Han turns to Leia and is like, I'm sure Luke wasn't on that thing when it blew up. And Leia, who's now starting to tap into the Force and realize her abilities, goes, 
he wasn't. I can feel it. And Han's immediate reaction isn't to go, you can? Wait, what? Yeah, explain to me, please. You also have thing as Luke does? Yeah. Instead goes, you love him, don't you? And he's like, and like, it's a resigned thing. And she's like, oh, yeah. And he's like, all right. I won't get in the way. And I'm watching it. I'm like, this is so stupid. It is written it's so stupid. stupid. There's no reason for it to be there. It's not funny. The writers prolonged a uh, love triangle that didn't need to be prolonged. Return of the Jedi, any of those elements, because mm-hmm. it had been decided. It was chosen. We as an audience knew Luke was her sibling. And I don't know if they thought that this was just like a funny like humorous line to keep having with Han that he doesn't understand the actual relationship and isn't that hilarious but it doesn't come across that way and it's not yeah. necessary and See, it and takes I don't away from him was... as a character it does it just and and it takes away from like the storyline and there's mm-hmm. just this element of like I don't know there's just so many parts of it where I'm like I don't know if it was I don't think it was trying to be funny I think what it was trying to do was it was like they had already you know we've talked about how George Lucas probably didn't know that twist at the end and was still trying to figure that one out later even despite what he says so it's almost like they didn't really have a choice with Han in some ways to like he couldn't just he's not just someone who was gonna let that go what they could have done was just been like hey Leia maybe have like a moment of clarity where you can explain this just a little bit better to Han and then everything's cool where like that moment on the bridge go yeah no like i can't talk about it but i I just found out he's my brother and this is a lot to deal with and he'd be like oh totally get it like yeah oh wow that's intense let me hug you please the guy that i'm jealous about loving you is your brother fantastic okay great everything's yeah hug the end let's keep going yeah so it's just it went way too long than it needed to in any way shape or form and it's weird and so it just makes him as you say even more of a frustrating annoying character because it's such a petty jealous response when he's already been reassured multiple times. Yeah. So for me, I was like, this doesn't need to be here and this is annoying. Um, so I get it. I get the the frustration with Han's character in that moment yeah. where he's supposed to be so cool and it's just, that's the lamest shit ever, I dude. I think that's what it is too. Maybe just because it's like, I think it's like, I wouldn't be as annoyed about it, but everyone thinks that Han is just so cool. And I'm like, Han is insecure as fuck and it's super annoying. But anyway. He's so insecure. I'm it, like, ugh. geez, you gotta pat that ego all the it's time. Like, yeah, like, I'm like, yeah. man, you're exhausting. That's why Cam's like, he's cool. I'm like, thank God you're not cool. He's like, I'm cool. I'm like, no, you're not. And I <laughs> if this every... is the definition of cool, I don't want you anywhere near this. We would not be together if you were this cool. <laughs> God, it would be annoying. Anyway, so okay it's great okay so so in conclusion tell me some more what else take away main takeaway leia is a badass ewoks are amazing um okay yes so i mean i have a whole other page (laughs) devoted to the ewoks and just why i love them and i Mm. uh, so okay let's talk for a minute before we get into the love of the ewoks um let's talk (laughs) about the the speeder bikes because they are also so you land on endor and anyone who hasn't seen this movie it's filmed in california in the redwoods and it is just a forest haven it's a beautiful gorgeous moon it's gorgeous it's great it's amazing it's it's incredible and you're like i would be one of the native tribes here can i live on this planet (laughs) anyway and the stormtroopers are there because they've got the base here and they get around on these speeder bikes and they're Mm -hmm. awesome and throughout the entire section on Endor, um, they're constantly either riding the speeder bikes to get away from the other stormtroopers, or they're stealing the speeder bikes, or an Ewok is stealing the speeder yes. bikes. And you're just like, this is amazing. And the speeder bikes <laughs> are just, they're like a motorcycle that hovers and maneuvers through trees, and it's just incredible. And they're so, like, 
ugly Crazy and hostile and dangerous as hell, and they're yeah. fantastic. And they and make an like, amazing mechanical no. sound when they go fast. Mm-hmm. You're just like, there's something, when that sound first happened in the movie, I was like, oh, yes. that's the good stuff right there. Totally. <laughs> so I think that's the other thing, too, with for me. So there's this whole battle going on out in outer space and I don't really know how much I paid attention to that part of the movie in complete honesty I was like give me Jabba's palace give me Endor I'm good like give me Luke and the Emperor like like it was actually everything other than the battle the weight of the battle just it mattered obviously but maybe I think part of the thing was this is what I realized watching it Mm. um Lando is in charge of the battle yep. in space. Yes, he is. All of my favorite people are on Endor. I don't need... I, and then, like, Luke, obviously, with Vader and the Emperor. I don't need Lando. <laughs> I honestly... I think what it was was that I was... Because watching it, I was like, wow, this is very important. Lando is essential. <laughs> and I think I just was like, if Lando... If this part mattered so much... One of my favorite people would be up there <laughs> dealing with this. It wouldn't be this guy. They Why gave it to Lando? Like, this guy can't take that seriously. So I think that was, um, so that part was actually. That's, I wondered. I was watching it and I'm like, something tells me Pauline did not care about this. No, <laughs> I didn't. And like, so then in a weird way. Okay. So I feel I love like. This is going. So in a weird way. So, Okay. Luke goes to see Vader. Mm. Vader takes him to the Emperor. They're standing there watching the... uh, So they're on the Death Star. And they're watching how the Emperor has set a trap for the Rebels in in this fight in outer space. And Luke can't do anything to help it. And the weight of the loss of the battle was kind of lost on Mm -hmm, me. mm -hmm. So when he's like... Like the emperor is telling him all of the things like, all your friends are going to die. You're all going to fail. This isn't going to go well. You get to sit here and watch and then you're going to hate me and you're going to kill me. And then you're going to be on the dark side and everything's going to go according to my plan. And I want to say only about half the weight of that (laughs) landed for me. (laughs) I really, really felt like. Yeah, because you're like Han and Leia are in trouble because the emperor knew they were coming. Oh, no. There are Ewoks down the Ewoks there. We need them to be okay. Oh, like anytime an Ewok, there's one oh, scene. No. Oh. Yes. Oh, I know which one you're oh. talking about. It hurts one every time. Dies, and it is like the saddest part of the whole movie. Because one of his buddies is really upset about it. And anyway, I can't talk about it. But <laughs> the idea of the Ewoks dying, I was like, this is outrageous. This can't happen. So... So, but Lando... that's where the emotional core and weight for everyone. <laughs> Pauline was like, "Those Ewoks better make it." One of them died. This battle matters. Yeah, this is heavy shit when right now. They take the Emperor Empire down. When those troopers yeah. are taken down by Ewoks, Pauline was like, "Oh, oh man, that's right." I was so in it. And when the Ewok steals one of the speeder bikes, okay. as a when the Ewok steals one of the speeder bikes, it is the most hilarious, adorable, <laughs> random thing. And I, as an adult, I'm like. I can't buy us adults for watching this. They'd be like, this is too childish. I do not care. As a kid, that I'm with you. The Ewoks were amazing. And that scene was one of the funniest, most delightful moments in the world. Because of course the biker scouts are just like, hey, let's go after them. As this little teddy bear 
He's on top of a speeder bike being chased. His little legs can barely touch the all important pedals to go faster. Like he can't reach them. Yeah. And these two biker scouts are chasing after him and he's like not sure how to steer. He's at one point babbling it's going his own so little f- language. At one point he's going so fast. He's hovering off the seat. Like he's it's going so fast. Like he's back legs are in the air. Like it's a crazy. cartoon. It's great. And he's like, oh, and he keeps going and he's like, yeah, rub, 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 rub. And he's like moving his arms uh, fast. And then he brilliantly gets off the bike by just grabbing a vine. And so then the biker scouts are now chasing a bike that is no longer being manned. And he's just Mm -hmm. made his getaway. And he's created the perfect diversion for the rebels to go and get into the shield generator. And as a kid, I was like, ah. These Ewoks know what's happening, and they're hilarious. They're and brilliant. They're and they're cute, and everything about them is wonderful. It's so a glorious moment. <laughs> it's really great. It's really great. So anyway, okay, so so that's the, that's the I would say that that's the missing link from this movie for Child mm. Pauline. But other than mm. that, I got this movie. And maybe the awesome. other thing about it, too, was, again, we always talk about how parsing out first viewings is tricky. This was the one you and I watched the most, oh, for yeah. sure. Like, no As question. the two of us... It was an easy one to be like, Pauline, return the Jedi. And you'd always be like, I love those Ewoks. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> so, and I remember we'd watch it and we'd giggle. We would laugh the whole time. As soon as the Ewoks came in, both of us would be in it. Yeah. We were both committed. We yeah. were we were there for the whole thing. We would like watch them. We'd make comments about them. We'd pick favorite Ewoks in the background. Oh, yeah. Who got to we be were, which Ewok? Who Ooh. got to be which Ewok? Which one would you be? And then we'd yeah. have to agree that no one could be Wicked because we Obviously. both wanted to be Wicked. So we would purposefully choose. Like we even asked that question, everyone. This is how in tune we were. We're like, we can't ask that question because we both want to be that Ewok. So obviously yeah. we have to choose background Ewoks yeah. who are not relevant yeah. at all and are just hovering on their little Ewoks. You just have to like the athletes. aesthetic of them. I like the color of their fur. I that like was that it. Guy's I like the stripy gray one. Yeah, totally. I was like, there was a white one. I was like, okay, that one's pretty cool. There were the babies. The one. No, the we babies. Anyway, so that was what we watched as kids, obviously. So, but then the other takeaway is because we knew, I knew how it ended. I, I knew, I remember the battle with Luke and Vader. Mm. I remember that whole conversation with the Emperor. I didn't, the wave of his conversation was lost, but. But you remember I remembered it. I know we quoted that scene all the time in our family and how Luke was almost, again, spoiler everyone, Luke was, (laughs) the movie's so old. If you haven't seen it, I can't help you. Honestly, we should stop saying spoiler. You all know. Yeah, you all know. It doesn't matter. It's 40 years old. You're fine. So at one point, Luke has basically he's cut up Darth Vader's arm now. Oh, oh my god, full circle. And he sees that it's all mechanical. And then he looks at his own hand, yeah. which had been cut off, which is also mechanical. And he has a moment where he's realizing he has behaved in this way that the Emperor predicted and wanted. And he's like, I won't do this. I turns off his lightsaber. The Emperor is like, hey, 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 walking down the <laughs> stairs, being all emperory. And uh has has this incredible ability to force lightning yeah out of his fingers and electrocute luke Mm. and luke is writhing in pain on the floor Mm. and you and he's like father help please and darth vader uh luke was right all along and darth vader picks up the emperor and fucking throws him that's right it's awesome and he he falls into the abyss and anyway and the reactor core basically i'm like you did you just landed in a core of energy 
Yeah, carb energy. (laughs) And then, of course, but in the in picking up the emperor and how this has transpired, this does mean that Darth Vader got Mm. the force lightning all through him and he's now dying. And obviously the Death Star is about to explode. So there's a there's a time issue here. It's all coming to a head. And like that whole thing, I was like, I remember all of this and this is amazing. And, Mm. And I couldn't remember the conversation that Luke and Vader had. But watching mm. it, I was like, wow, this is very touching and yes. incredibly weighted. And Luke's journey is remarkable. That is, mm-hmm. that's the, I guess the other takeaway that I would have to say, if you watch this, if you watch all three of these movies, if you watch A New Hope and how Luke is when he starts to how Luke mm-hmm. is by the end of Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. that is a great character arc. And he is fantastic. He's a Thank great you. character. I mean, I'm so happy. Rewatching these as an adult, I don't know what the fuck people are talking about with Han. I just, it blows my mind, but I'm like, Luke is the one to be. Like, hello. Anyway, everyone about Han is wrong. I just want everyone to know that. Um, but his moment with Darth Vader mm. um, before his dad dies, and then he gets on the ship and he leaves, and everyone gets reunited at the end, that whole thing and the weight of the Death Stars collapsing all around mm. them, and everything's coming to a head. And I just was like, this is a great finale. It this is. finale is amazing. The Death Star explodes, and all the Ewoks cheer on Endor, and it's amazing. <laughs> and everyone's happy. They all have a big party. Everyone celebrates. Who there wouldn't are... party with the Ewoks? They're great. Oh, They're they great. got great music. They think C-3PO's a god. Obviously, that's all amazing. Maybe be careful um, about eating the food. It's all good. Yeah. So, I, you know, I just got to say, this was, um, almost, <laughs> this was the one that ended up being exactly what I remembered it being. <laughs> And more. Like, I was like, ooh, oh, yes, this is much better than I thought it was going to be. And amazing. um, Because I think, too, our whole family was like, well, a whole family being our two older brothers, who obviously had the the strongest (laughs) opinions about Star Wars. The most pull when it came to Star Wars knowledge and opinion. There's weighted more because they were the most geeky and involved and knowledgeable. So, therefore. You can compete. You can yeah. six year old playing just can't compete. I'm gonna <laughs> lose I'd lose that argument every time. Mm, um, mm. but watching it as an adult, I feel very confident in my childhood choice. I just genuinely <laughs> like, no, I was right. I'm everything about my opinion is hundred percent accurate. <laughs> anyway, so Oh my god, I love um, it. I'm really happy that it held up the way I wanted it to hold up and that I remembered as much. And I we didn't talk about the booby traps from the Ewoks, but I gotta tell oh. you, I don't know how they just had all of these booby traps. And they're like <laughs> Well, this, is, really this is so how we weird. always have engaged in warfare and you're like who do you fight normally like is it each other or are you like like who's it, your enemy or yeah. did you wipe them all out and this yeah, is how you did with it with all like, of these booby I traps and they're just anticipating all of these little walkers coming around and they're like well we, the good ATFs. thing we have this good thing we have this massive thing of logs that we've cut down that we could just undo and roll down and they'll stall it'll knock them all over good thing we've got these ropes that we can hold on to and these ATSD can just pull us along um, as we try to take these machines down. Like it's, it's that really part, The image of a whole bunch of Ewoks stretching. Like we're talking uh, like, twelve. We're talking twelve. If like a not dozen more. Ewoks. Yeah. They're basically there's like there's like eight on each side of this rope. They've stretched it across this area, this clearing between trees, and this walker this atsc is what we keep calling this is proper name but it's um we explained that in empire strikes back there's the four-legged walkers right that look like adats that look like animals that we loved in that one these are smaller versions because obviously 
they'll fit better in the trees. Um, basically, it's they're logic. just two-legged, yep. and only two people can sit in them. But they have high firepower, and we love them. And these Ewoks basically have stretched a rope across a clearing so that what the ATSC will walk into it and their plan is to trip it. But it doesn't work that way because they do not weigh him as an ATSC. So instead what happens is it gets looped on one of the ATSC's legs and all these Ewoks like a tug of war are not letting go of this rope. And every time it takes a step, you just hear them go, Ooh! <laughs> and then they're still trying to pull it but they're just basically being dragged. Being dragged. It's great. I get, I get why adults were like, this is lame. But man. But as I don't, a child, it was glorious. Child, oh, it had me. It had me the whole time. I, I was, was like, this is great. I was committed. Yeah, and you're involved. You're invested. You see the Ewoks. You see how they live. You see their tree houses. You see their little, little cute little babies. And you're just like, oh, man, I'm invested in these families. We've got to make sure that these guys are okay. It's genius. Okay, Lisa, what, tell me about your how, – how did you feel? So your favorite was A New Hope. My favorite was As a New kid, Hope. My second what? favorite was Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So, so and, what was and that usually, like? And usually what I would do – so I, I mentioned in – our last episode that empire strikes back was very difficult for me to watch. I would watch it the rarest and I watched it more when I got a bit older and can understand. And it's the one I watched last. I know I didn't see it first and I just accepted that Han was in carbonite and went (laughs) along with return of the Jedi. Like, yeah, sure. Why not? I kind of just accepted that star Wars, a new hope ended and then we're on a new chapter and Mm. oh, they got to rescue Han. Oh, and now there's another death star to blow up that tracks. Obviously, the Empire would just rebuild their former one with a different system so that they wouldn't be able to blow it up the same way. I'm on board. Look, giant teddy bears. Like, I just was very accepting yeah. that this story flowed into the other. Yeah. And whatever I, questions I had, I was like, that's fine. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll get it later. And so it was an epiphany, as I mentioned in the last episode, when I was like, oh, that's how Hans and Carbonite. Oh, that's how Luke loses <laughs> a hand. Oh, that's how, like, a lot of mysteries were solved. <laughs> but not <laughs> mysteries that mattered enough to be like, wait. What happened? Darth Vader's yeah. dead? Like, how did we get yeah. here? Like that. I, that I honestly that. didn't. I was like, isn't yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, so, so for me, I loved Return of the Jedi. I loved the Ewoks. This one mattered so much because um, Luke is my favorite. And he was so cool and bad as a kid. I loved his black outfit. Yeah. I loved, I loved great black, black outfit so much. Yeah. I loved his green lightsaber. I loved that he was the one who ultimately got everyone out of Jabba's palace. And they kept hinting that he had this plan. And yeah. I was like, I trust you, Luke. You're going to have a great plan. It's going to be amazing. And then yeah. it was. And I was totally fine with it. Yeah. Um, and I, I loved... I loved that um, Luke came on the away party. I was so (laughs) caught up in Yoda's death. We have not talked about it yet. But Luke, after he rescues Han, helps rescue Han, and the rest of them all go back to the rebel forces. This is the other thing. Luke Trando, he was the one who put him in Jabba's palace. I was totally on board with all that. Everything about it made me very happy. Um, So Luke's like, we're not going back. we got to go to Dagobah. I've got a promise to keep to an old friend. And I genuinely think this was the first time I saw Yoda, because obviously. And so it was very sad, because suddenly Luke was visiting this friend who was dying. I was like, oh no, not this adorable green guy who looks so old. Who I just met. Who I just met. But clearly, Luke loves him and respects him. Honestly, my adoration of Luke was basically like, if he respects this person, they're worthy of respect. I mean, God. that's the integrity of a vow of someone who was a good character. And you're yeah. just like, well, I, he vouches I for trust him, you. so he's solid. I trust yeah. you, buddy. Yeah. And 
And I, and so for me, it was very sad that Yoda died. And I was quite, I was quite upset over that. I was very sad for Luke, who was upset that Vader was his dad. I was like, I get you. That's a hard one. Like, I don't know what I'd do if that was my dad. Like, oh, like I was very invested in that father-son dynamic. I was like, that was hard. Um, (laughs) This is hard. That was a super hard decision. Like, I actually, like, watching it, I was, and remembering myself as a kid while watching it, I'm like, I genuinely adored this movie, too. (sighs) And I think, I know you didn't care at all about Lando. The fact that Lando led the space party, I was like, yes! And he gets to ride in the Millennium Falcon. Like, I was like, this is awesome. Yeah, that's great. Lando's in control of the Millennium Falcon. He's got a co-pilot who's cool looking and adorable he is cool looking yeah i was totally on board with that and i was very upset was like the shield's still up pull up pull up i'm like good job lando you figured it like lando figures that out he saves the fleet he comes up with the ideas of getting really close to the star destroyers so that they can't use the death star continually against them without blowing up their own fleet like i was like oh good thing lando's there like i was so and you're right about all of those yeah. things. All oh, of those things are yeah. very... And, like, adult Pauline agrees with child Lisa, for <laughs> sure. Like, that's where child Pauline was wrong, I will oh. say. Oh, but... totally. That's, that's fine. Like, I don't know why, but as a kid, I, like, I was committed. You just got on board. Was, I was like, yes, they were all fighting together. There was none of that controversy. Well, Everyone's on the same page. Like, I'm like, yes. If we didn't, if you, if we skipped Empire Strikes Back, which we definitely did, yep, Lando's did. only good in this one. Lando yeah, only it's... has good behavior. So, so you you're get just why like... when I watched Empire Strikes Back, I'm like, there's Lando. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, what's Lando doing? And then you're like, that oh, is a tough decision yeah. for Lando to make. Let's go watch him redeem himself. Fight in space. <laughs> he's a he's a general now. He's got to be a good guy. He got promoted. Um, Everything's fine. Only the <laughs> good guys get promoted. He's fine. Um. Uh, so like, I was I like you. I was invested yeah. in all of it. I was really upset with the ending, um, with Luke trying so hard not to give in to the dark side, and when yeah. Vader did that low blow of saying he was gonna take is like he's found it he as a sister. And he's like, I'm going to, I'll just turn her to the dark side. And Luke, that's when he loses his temper. Because he's, you know, I get it. You're watching all of your friends die. You're worried about your friends on the planet knowing that they know it's a trap. You're trying to figure a way out and not give in to the dark side. And then your dad is like, well, then I guess I'll just make your sister suffer. And the other thing about that, too, like 100%. Also, then, he can't even kill them. Because then he's giving in to the dark side. So it's like, he's in a bind He's in the can't. And as a kid, I'm like, he's trying so hard. And so I got it when he lost his temper. And that moment that you described where he sees the hands, that is such, I, that visual of Luke looking at his hand and looking at Vader's stump has stayed with me so, like, it was huge how that moment impacted me as a kid. Mm. The Mm. emotional weight of it Mm. mattered. So I was like, oh, like, I don't know why my brain got Wow. Like, wow. And I was Lisa. just like, I get you, Luke. Lisa, you, you really got Star Wars. I did. Like, you I got, got I got Luke so well. And I was you just got like, it, man. Luke's mm. the hardest choice of all. And then when he throws <laughs> away his lightsaber and he gets tortured, I was like, Vader, like when he finally did something, like, finally. Like, yeah. like you should have done something sooner, but good job. Like, he totally should have done something. Like, it's like, Vader, get it together, would no, you? Vader, come on, man. You shouldn't have even been in that position to begin with. Come on, yeah. you're stronger than this. Um, and his death scene, 
I remember when, so Luke, it's the, the, it's the only time in the trilogy you see Vader's face. So it's yeah. a big deal because he's always in his scary suit and Luke, um, Vader's dying and he asks him to take his mask off because he wants to see Luke with his own eyes before he dies, which as a kid, I was like, oh no. And then Luke takes it off and his voice without the, is just a normal voice. And he's just this sickly older guy and i remember being really sad as a kid seeing what he looked like and seeing that without his mask he wasn't actually that scary and he was a person and that also had a big impact he was a guy who was dying and that was that was so sad that luke finally got his dad and his dad's finally a good guy and he finally gets to see him as a person and he dies. Like I as a mm. kid was like, this is was terrible. <laughs> I was very emotional about that ending. I was like, I was like, oh man, like that's So this is why Lisa's favorite is a new hope. Oh heck yeah. Because it doesn't have the same heavy emotional no. weight to the, the father. The son new hope dynamic. is just joy throughout. The new hope is just trepid heroes. Well, the end like it's, other than Aunt like, Baru and Uncle Obi-Wan he dies but That's it's not true. really as tragic because he's going to be more powerful when he's struck yeah. down like as a kid I was like this is fine this is all fine <laughs> and then Empire Strikes Back is just an emotional roller coaster mess of a movie of darkness. for a kid yeah. it's heartbreaking and then Return of the Jedi is awesome because you got Ewoks you got Luke with that <laughs> final but there's still that emotion yeah. a lot to take in so lisa the easy breezy new hope was like i could watch this all the time <laughs> I can oh. this one. Let's this do is this. One. um so that mattered and then obviously like you've talked about a lot of my favorite parts like the ewoks fighting back i mean as a kid i never questioned that ewoks with sticks could take down stormtroopers with blasts it never no, no. crossed my no. mind that they couldn't win they're Ewoks. They got this. Um, as an adult, I'd still delight in it. My other favorite, favorite moment is when the Ewoks think that C-3PO is a god. That oh, was hysterical. It's great. it's great. It was so funny. When they first meet the Ewoks, so Leia meets the Ewok on her own. She meets one Ewok. She meets Wicked. It's after she's been separated with the biker scout chase. And they go off to their village. And I know they're going to be fine. And man. And they, the Ewoks the accept Leia. Like, they accept. Because Wicked accepts her. She gives her. Yeah. He, she gives him food. She helps she him. She lets the, him see the helmet. Yeah. Like, wow. she, she's together. Cool. They take down a biker scout, which is yeah. the name of stormtroopers who are riding the bikes. And, you know, they're buddies. So I was like, yeah. awesome. And then. Han, Leia, Han, Luke, Chewie, C-3PO, and R2 are still together. And Chewie gets distracted by a trap, which is, again, so many traps in this movie. So Chewie smells a dead animal that's used to trap, like, other creatures. And he goes chasing after it, and they end up in, hilariously, one of those traps that's, like, ropes that have a created net. a net. A and they basically net. get lifted up in a giant net, and they're trying to get their way out, and then they're surrounded by and C-3PO sits up and all the Ewoks are like (laughs) and then they all bow start bowing and you know what I love always would watch this as a kid and as an Mm. adult I watch Mark Hamill every time in that scene because it's hilarious to see his expression because C-3PO is he's delight like he's trying not to laugh like he's watching all this seeing it unfold and it thinks it's hilarious Han is like all right, we'll get us out of this mess. And then 3PO is like, I can't, I can't pretend to be a god. And so Han, in true Han fashion, goes to like 
be angry at Tripio and the Ewoks all jab him with their spears. And in the background, that whole conversation where Han is like, why don't you use your divine influence and, and get, us, get out us out of here? And Tripio's response is, I'm sorry, General Solo, but that just proper. And in the background, when Tripio says that wouldn't be proper and Han reacts, Luke is grinning and Luke is enjoying <laughs> this entire conversation and finding the whole situation hilarious. So I always watch his face because as a kid, I was always like, well, they're not in any real trouble. Luke's laughing. <laughs> oh my God. I just love that you're like, I'll look to Luke and I'll be able to understand exactly what's happening. Like child Lisa's like, what's Luke doing? He's upset. I'm upset too. What's Luke doing? He's smiling. I'm smiling too. This is funny. Oh, this is funny. I, I can laugh. All the emotional. Luke's laughing. <laughs> my God. I love it. I love that so much. Now I want to watch this through Lisa's eyes. I want to just rewatch these movies and just look at Luke the whole time and just use his cues. Like, you must, no wonder you love Mark Hamill as a voice actor now oh, in everything you. else. This is like Mark Hamill's in it. It must be crazy. He's an amazing like, voice actor. I just did anything. I'm like, I'll watch that. Oh, Jesus. I love that. Well, That's anyway, awesome. They get, they get carried into, I love it because you don't see it happen. All I just know is like, now they have to follow the Ewoks and they're all tied to oh, wooden poles. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they're being carried by the Ewoks and it's Chewbacca, which I actually, as a kid, I remember being like, but he's basically a giant Ewok. Why don't they like him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're all they're all straight up. And again, Han's panicking that they're going to be cooked because that's what the Ewoks are going to do. They're going to eat them. Chewie's panicking. Luke's just like, okay. And he's like, 3PO, just tell him you're going to use your magic. And 3PO's like, I don't have any magic. He's like, just tell him. And then he deals with it. And that was amazing to it's me. Amazing. Luke uses the force to lift 3PO up in his chair and have him float around in the air till the Ewoks freak out and let his friends go. And then lands him gently. And as a kid, I was like, oh, good old Luke. Good, good job, Luke. <laughs> you know, that's one thing that Adol Pauline, I was like, so this whole scene, because I love this scene, obviously, but I was like, oh, it's great you know, as a kid. So to watch this scene, and you're like, wait a minute. So they've just found a god and all of his friends, and they're not going to accept the friends. They're going to accept the god, but then they're going to cook all of the god's friends and then feed the friends to the god? I'm like, mm, I don't think any god would appreciate this. It doesn't matter which god you are, this isn't going to work. <laughs> I'm like, you're like, Ewoks, Ewoks, buddies. I don't know what you're thinking. You guys have not thought this through. <laughs> Literally, clearly, no one's going to be cool with this. Well, I just love that they're like, we think of you as a god, but not like a powerful god. Yeah. Because <laughs> then they're all like freaking out when he's, got, when he's floating. And it's like, well, he's a god, right? You well, thought Because he tells them, right. like, because he's like, tell him that you're going to have these powers. And so he tells them, he's like, I'll be angry. And the Ewoks ignore him. Yes. And, just, and so I'm just like, like I really want to go. What not like an important god. They yeah. think he is and what his abilities in their mind are. I want to say, so they're definitely not thinking of him as Zeus. They're definitely like, this is Pan. (laughs) Or Hermes. There's the messenger. (laughs) This is the god of trees. He has no abilities. He just blesses trees. We need him. We live in trees. We We love him. We like him, but he's not going to like kill us with lightning or anything. That's the emperor. (laughs) That's Zeus. That's a a different guy. Don't even try and fool us, you. Yeah, it's really great. That really, actually is a mm-hmm. hilarious idea all around. Like yeah. it's just, and then it's really cute because three PO can speak Ewokese, obviously, and he's and he tells them the story of the and I loved it. Oh, I loved it. So he's speaking in their language, but he's using sound effects. So you, as an audience, 
know exactly what's happening. And he's saying their names in English. Yeah. So it's like, like he'll say their words and then say Leia and say their yeah, words and, he's and like, say Death Star. Kuma that Carbonite. And you're like, oh, he's yeah. in Carbonite. Got it. Like as a kid, I was like, I get this. But the sound effects, and he'd always do that. Vader. You're like, I, I'm following this story. This is great. And the Ewoks are listening so Mesmerized. Intently, yeah. And they're like all hugging Han when he ends up in Carbonite in the story. And it's so cute. <laughs> it's adorable. The only thing I didn't like as a kid is that Luke doesn't get an Ewok hug. Luke is in the oh. doorway. None of the Ewoks are paying any attention to him. As a kid, I was like, guys, you're missing out. Guys, the Luke. most important one is there. You and guys are hugging leaves. Han when you could be hugging Luke. Luke leaves to be all noble, and I'm like, he didn't even get an Ewok hug before he left. <laughs> and he didn't even want one? Like, he didn't like, try to get one? You should get a comforting hug before you go face Vader. I think you need it the most. It'll fill your heart with love. <laughs> That's what Care Bears taught me. Um, it's accurate. 100%. So, yeah. so I think that's everything. I don't think we need to go into any more. Those are all like, I understood it like you. There wasn't anything I didn't understand. I think the full implication of what the Empire wanted, I didn't, I didn't fully grasp why it mattered that Luke turned to the dark side if he was just supposed to kill Vader or the Emperor. Like as a kid, I'm like, I'm not quite getting what your end game is. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. know from Luke's reaction, this is real <laughs> bad. <laughs> Luke said I can no. tell Obi This is not says going no. well. <laughs> Yoda says no, like all three of them. Three people I respect their opinions the most. The two mentors and my favorite person <laughs> are saying this isn't going well. I'm saying this is not bad. Good. Yeah. So I don't mm-hmm. want them to win. But I, I didn't fully grasp why it matters. Like, I'm like, I don't right. quite get how this helps you. <laughs> like, I'm like, I gotcha. I've, uh, I, you clearly have a reason. Yeah. I'm not there with you, but it, but I got the rest of the emotional core. And, and I'll, and I'll, I'm with you. I got your back, Luke. Like I'm joining, I'm coming with you on this journey. You're C-3PO. You, you don't know what's exactly happening, but you're oh like, my God. That's I what I come. love is through the entire movie. Like when they go to Jabba's palace, the only character who does not know that it is a rescue mission. Other than Han, the Other person being Han, rescued. Because he's in Carbonite is 3PO. No one has explained the plan to 3PO at all so and i love that is surprised the whole time like imagine just being 3po i mean like really what a a life i kind of took it as a stroke of genius because his reactions are so genuine no one is thinking there's any sort of plan because 3po is so confused totally 100 percent. that's accurate i feel like that's very true and i never clocked that as a kid that was something i never no, clocked i didn't I never as a kid, but as an adult i was like oh man hilarious yeah 3po doesn't know anything and it's always so funny because r2 like knows everything but you don't yes. know that r2 knows everything until and it he happens never, because he never, he never lets on he never tells 3po he just calls them names they just like they just natter at each other they're like an old married couple they just natter back and forth I about it it's great r2 delights in the fact that he gets to know shit. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. 
I mean, how could he not love that? He's like, and I'm a more trusted member of this team. Yeah, right? Uh, 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 I am a confidant. That's right. Because, you keep talking. You keep yeah, talking right? You know nothing, you idiot. <laughs> but also because um, 3PO, too, like, thinks he knows so much. That's what's great. That's why it's so funny. So it's really quite clever. It really God, is that enjoyable. comedic duo. That yeah, comedic they're, duo great. they're great. They're yeah. great. Okay. Okay. okay we, will, we will press on because we talked for quite a bit and it was awesome. And I am so happy to hear your thoughts on Return of the Me Jedi. Too. This is thank you. And I'm not I was lie, actually very pleasantly surprised while I was watching it. <laughs> if nothing else, rewatching mm-hmm. the trilogy, the fact that you said Luke's journey is the best, I am so it I'm is. on cloud nine right now. It is. Yeah. That I don't even care about the rest of the episode. I'm so happy. Fantastic. But we gotta keep going. We gotta yeah, keep going. We should. Okay. But it's true. So, that is the biggest takeaway. The biggest takeaway is uh, our brothers are wrong about Han and Luke is amazing. Yes. That's it. That's it. I'm in complete <laughs> agreement. This yeah. is wonderful. Okay. Um this is a glorious day. Yes. Uh, all right. So we should have done this two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> At the start of the podcast, damn it. Um, all right. So Pauline, mm-hmm. we're going to pivot. Yeah. As when we, do. we rewatch our movies, we always uh, have our movies. We, we watch them through the Bechdel test. We use the lens of the Bechdel test as a way of sort of gauging our films. Pauline, can you tell everyone what the Bechdel test is and then tell us if this movie passes? Yes. So the Bechdel test is an imperfect litmus test for the uh, characters that are female in films, uh, the quality of the characters that are female in films, um, and just something to keep an eye out for in the films that you're watching as to whether or not uh, females are actually represented in any way that's um, remotely interesting (laughs) Um, for you to observe uh, and how they interact. Um, So there are three caveats. They have to have uh, two named female characters in the film. Mm. Those named female characters have to talk to each other. And when they talk to each other, they have to talk about something other than a man or men. And three for three. (laughs) Return of the Jedi does not pass. Now, I will say, it does have Leia, who is in her most badass Mm -hmm. uh, component of her journey in the original three films. So that's Mm -hmm. a tick Mm -hmm. up. Um, It does have the female... I don't think she's a general. Commander? Who is she? Mon Mothma. And she is a senator... Who is uh, helping the Rebel Alliance, but we don't actually learn much about her until, honestly, the later films and the Andor series. So, but she's she's great. But she's uh, a fighter of the rebellion, but she sort of is working behind the scenes in the Senate, is the idea. But in this film, you know nothing about her. You just know she comes up and she tells them, Many Banthas died to get us this information, (laughs) General. And then, yeah, she has like, she has like three lines. Clearly important. Um, and that's really important. Um, however, fun fact, everyone, because um, Cam and I watched Return of the Jedi and then we decided to watch Rogue One after. Um, she's she's in it. a ton. Yep. And she says a lot of shit. And she's very helpful and useful. And she's great. So, yeah, that um, movie anyway. would pass the Bechdel test. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I'm watching it. I was like, oh, this is refreshing. Anyway, so um, our film has two named yep. female characters. They do not talk to each other. They're in the room together. No. They're talking like yes. amongst each other, but they don't talk to each other. And if they did, oh, it'd be so perfect because they're talking about the plan for destroying the Death Star and True. it would pass. They just needed to have like a moment and it, they missed it, which is very unfortunate. But um, so is. no, it does not pass. Alas. <laughs> Alas. I know. So shocking. <laughs> well, continuing with shocking, uh, mm. let us go into... so. We are watching older movies. We know that when we're watching our when we're watching them for our podcast, we know that not everything ages well. 
so one of the things we pay attention to when we're rewatching these films is if anything is offensive in them. And that can be a strong term. And sometimes it's merited. Sometimes, yes, a film has offensive moments that definitely haven't aged well. And we want to warn you about in advance or just let you know. And sometimes it just means uh, these are kind of outdated and they're annoying that they're in there and to, to be aware of it, but they may not be that triggering, but they exist. And so it's kind of more of a spectrum, but just to like let our audience know what to prep for, what hasn't aged well, what's still in there. Pauline, was there anything in Return of the Jedi that you noted that would fit under this as being either offensive or something that hasn't aged well or just to be on the on the lookout for? I mean, okay, so um, I don't really know how to to tackle Leia's gold bikini. (laughs) I mean, I feel like it's like, it is iconic. It is a moment. Does Jabba need to throw her into a gold bikini to keep her a prisoner? No. Do I understand why he does it? Sure. Um, Is it offensive? No. Like it's, it's just kind of like, cool a female slave has now been just put into a gold bikini situation kept well, and, by and a bad the thing guy I find with it is there's a press it's not like she's the only one there's a yes with the pre like it's clearly something jabba does jabba likes to keep a beautiful female chained to where he's like he's a horrible person a yeah pig. he's a bad guy he's despite bad his guy. sweet party in the middle of the desert he's yeah, not I know, good despite the fact, like maybe that's part of it him and his partying he totally doesn't seem to value life that much but he has this precedent of and he feeds the previous one to the rancor so unfortunately for leia she has shown up at the imperfect time of being the replacement and that yeah. woman is also in a scanty bikini yes um before oh, she, she is of an alien um yeah. I was gonna say alien race, an alien people's you can't doesn't look the same as Leia. Um, yeah. In so you're not clocking it the same way, but if you were yeah. to look at what she's wearing, she is wearing a barely there lacy black gauzy bikini. Yeah. And then she gets tossed into the Rancor pit, which is a monster which eats her. And so Leia basically is just given a different outfit, but same idea, and is then mm-hmm. put in the new place. So I know for some people, they get quite upset about the Leia bikini. Other people do not. I'm with you. I don't think it's offensive. I just think it's part of whatever that culture they've you know, in the environment of it but my biggest beef with it actually mm. isn't that that is what happens in the movie because i feel like jabba's a bad guy this is what yeah. that like you that's different it's actually like how this gold bikini mm-hmm. got spun in pop culture outside yes. of the external to the film yeah. that i actually think is the problem so yeah like, that's actually more of my beef with it than the actual physical being in a go because also if it was like any circumstance where someone's in a bikini on a beach like whatever like we wear swimsuits this is there's nothing wrong with wearing swimsuits so but she's a slave put into this outfit not by her own choice and then that like you know that's one of the action figures you could get we had this action figure like yep. this is and and then everyone's like look how sexy carrie fisher is in this bikini thing and i'm like and I we'll wear this is halloween costumes and this will be yeah. a fantasy and everything else and so what it's turned into i agree with you is what's toxic yeah the film itself she's an unwilling participant who murders the guy who puts her in that outfit you know She's fine. She did got they, out of there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Did they do it on purpose so that they could put Carrie Fisher in a gold bikini? Absolutely. Um, yep. So, like, so anyway, so it's written yeah. in and it, it had the effect they wanted it to have. But mm-hmm. the actual, like, what is happening in that scene, that's not actually what's offensive about it. So that's, yeah, how it's I the feel perception about it. around it. And I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, 
I don't know, like, I don't know if I should say that this is offensive. This is also just something to be mindful of. I learned this in the uh, trivia and I'm realizing I have the wrong book, so I'm, I won't be able to give too many details mm-hmm. about it. But in the trivia for Return of the Jedi, um, they have actually, they chose a, a language from one, an African country yeah. that the Ewoks actually mm-hmm. speak. And the culture was actually very excited and appreciative of like, this is our language in this movie. Like it was very well received. Hmm. Having said that, I don't know how appropriate it is to be taking a language from another culture and you can't ask all of them about it and like using it for a tribal mm-hmm. um, alien culture and then assuming this is okay and this is fine that would i mm. i personally would say that that's probably cultural appropriation and i don't know how anyone from that culture would now feel about it now so mm. i do think that that is something that makes sense that they would do in the 80s and think is fine and then i'm like i just they just wouldn't do it now well, i feel like they would choose when a new language the ewoks are referred to as primitive multiple times and yes. talks about how they're a primitive culture and that they don't understand things and there's that as funny as it is that 3po is worship as a god that is a very stereotypical white european response to an indigenous people seeing an outsider right mm-hmm. like so mm-hmm. that is also very true too especially now that they've pulled in that like now that we know that dialect is pulled from it so there's some connotations there that's just to be mindful of yeah i don't think it's necessarily like the absolute worst oh my gosh but it should be noted and should just be aware that that's something to consider when you're watching definitely i mean i would say that wouldn't be done now no and i would say that's one of the things like that concept is a lot of what a lot of people had issue with with James Cameron's Avatar movies. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like, you know, thinking about it, the more we talk about it, the more I'm like, yeah, you know, anyone watching this now, nowadays would maybe not feel so lovingly towards how the Ewoks are portrayed. And that mm-hmm. just is something to be mindful of. I, it'll be interesting to see in 10 years if that if it still holds up the same way or if we've, if it's now been like, Oh no, this is, this should not be how this is portrayed. And so totally. it'll, I don't know. So that's, I, I just feel like, I just feel like that's a very important thing to note. That's probably, that's the most important thing to note yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, so I, I wanted to make that pretty clear. So again, yeah. it's a, it's a bit of a, that's, a, but that's, that's it for me. Like yeah. I don't have any other moments. Those, those were mine too. Those were mine too. Whereas the, the culture around bikini and then just being aware of how like you know an indigenous people but i mean at the other end of it too the indigenous peoples fight off the like the people who are infiltrating their planet right so there's also like there is some positives there too but there's there's just a lot of layers to it and a lot of understanding of um the differences of how it would probably be handled now versus when it was filmed but yeah that's that's what i I think that's That's the biggest thing yeah same thing yeah so all right so you know all things considered not too bad but there we go yeah moving on so to our almost final point which is where we decide to jam-pack all of the questions together because it's just easier that way for us polly Mm -hmm. now that you have rewatched star wars return of the jedi Mm -hmm. does it hold up will you rewatch it would you recommend it if so who to and how do you rate it out of 10? Yes. Okay. So um, it does hold up. <laughs> this is the only one that did hold up, which is very pleasant. So um, it's what childhood Pauline remembered. 
I mm. wasn't confused the whole time as a kid. Yes. And I was thinking as an adult, I knew exactly what was happening and nothing was brand new. So that was very pleasant. Um, uh, I did enjoy it. I, I would recommend it. I mean, you can't watch just Return of the Jedi. This is the only <laughs> thing. I can't, I can't just tell everyone, watch Return of the Jedi and you're going to get the full scope of everything that's going on. <laughs> you definitely have to watch Star Wars A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back to get to Return of the Jedi. But I still hold fast that Return of the Jedi is the best one. I think you got to mm-hmm. get there. Um, now, with the new um, movies and stuff coming out in the series, I want everyone to watch Andor first, then Rogue <laughs> One. then star wars empire strikes back and then return of the jedi and you're golden those are the that's it Endor's the best series rogue one's the best movie then you get the last three classics it's like boom 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 you don't need to watch anything else after this so that would be my opinion personally (laughs) um okay so i digress um i would recommend it to anyone who feels like going on you have to at least watch star wars empire strikes back and um return of the jedi you cannot just watch Return of the Jedi. So recommending it is tricky because you got to sit, you got to want to sit through three movies. And if you haven't watched them yet already, you probably don't really want to watch them. <laughs> and I feel like you probably are also at a point in time where there's so many Star Wars things coming out that you probably just hate all of the new Star Wars things that are coming out. So you're almost going to do it. I shouldn't speak for everyone. This is what I would do. I would refuse to watch it just on principle. So if you're one of those people, (laughs) don't watch it. You're not going to like it. It's not going to hold up. I will say anyone who feels like they're missing out on any of the culture references, like pop culture that just is Star Wars. It is so pervasive. If you Mm. feel like, I think I could appreciate this and I would like to know what all these references are, then I think... You can sit through all three of these movies and they're they're just fine. Like mm-hmm. you you can sit through them, you probably won't love them. You probably won't rewatch them after you watch them once, but you'll at least get all of the jokes and every one of the references that now gets referred to probably in a movie once a week or once <laughs> any Simpsons season is some, suddenly going to make a lot more sense to you. So, I mean if that matters to you, you should watch them. Um out of 10, I'm mm. going to give this one an 8. I thought um, so. I thought so. Yeah, it's an 8. It, uh, yeah, it's uh, the only reason it's not higher. Um, the cultural situation with the Ewoks makes me a little uneasy, so that dropped it down one peg. And then the gold b- bikini culture that came not because of this movie, well, not in the movie, but after this movie, I'm like, mm, I'm not a fan of that. So um, 8 out of 10, that's what I'm giving this bad boy. Fantastic. Um, I don't know if I'm, I'm sure I will rewatch it again. I don't know if I'm ever going to be like, you know what I'm in the mood for? <laughs> Return of the Jedi. Um, but I feel like, you know, if I feel like rewatching Andor or something like that, I could be persuaded to watch the next three of mm. these three movies again. Um, just knowing how I feel about Return of the Jedi, I'm probably going to skip Empire Strikes Back, to be honest. You're just going to go to the one you want. Yeah, we'll yeah. just do what we did as kids. Watch yeah. Star Wars. Hope, watch Return of the Jedi. Done. Yeah. Done. That's it. That's all I need to do. So I feel like that's going to happen uh, in the future at some point when you and I are old and living together. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to watch the, That's what we're going to watch. Um, that's it for me. Lisa, how about you? Uh, very similar to you. Uh, this is exactly what I remembered it being, obviously. I delighted in watching it. The Ewoks bring me great joy. Luke's journey closing the way that it did felt right to me. Um, so yeah, so it held up to exactly what I anticipated it being. I will rewatch it because I am a Star Wars geek and I watch a lot of the stuff that comes out. I know that 
I know people, I know it pervades everything. I get you. It is a flawed, flawed entity. I will still watch the stuff. It is, yeah. it is too ingrained in me not to. And I agree with you. Andor is the best series. Rogue One is my absolute favorite of the new stuff. I think it's one of the strongest films they've ever done. And I will watch the new trilogy flaws and I will watch the original trilogy flaws and all because there is so much nostalgia pervading it. And I get to end on this high note of a film. Like mm. I delight ending. It's in, a great ending. Return of the Jedi. It it's makes me quite ending. happy. Yeah. Uh, in terms of recommending like you, I think you either are already watching it or you've never seen it, in which case you will never see it because you want nothing to do with Star Wars. Carry on, my friends. Continue to ignore Star Wars. Live your life. That's awesome. Go for it. That's what works for you. No problem. Like, Pauline, if you want to know some pop culture references because you're like, I just I just need to know what the hell everyone else is talking about all the time and this way at least I get jokes, then watch them. You may or may not like them. I make no guarantees on them. They are very dated. They are very, very coated in nostalgia by its fans. So anyone who does not have that is going to see them for what they really are which is a very flawed but impactful series so if that's if that's what you want to see it's like watching old films there's always that risk right when you're watching older movies and seeing if like you know this one you know was iconic for its time not so much now that's understandable but go for it enjoy some Ewoks when they do show up I understand the the whole cultural relevance is a bit of a, a tricky thing now and to be aware of that is very important absolutely they're still adorable bears, so you'll get that out of it. Um, in terms, that's, that's basically what I'd say about that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to harp yep. too much more on that with Star Wars. In terms of how I would rate it, I also want to give it an eight. For me, this Whoa. and A New Hope are the most fun to watch. They're what I think of when I think of Star Wars. As For me, it's these two films. They were the ones I watched the most. They were the ones I enjoyed the most. I have a lot of fond memories of watching this with you, Pauline. So there's a lot mm. of like sweetness to this film because this was the one you also enjoyed watching. And because this was just how, as I said, I really liked how it ended, how it all came about. So same thing it would be higher if it wasn't for those other two points and that is with a healthy dose of nostalgia oh, everyone. Yeah, that is sure. also why it is as high as it is mm-hmm. awesome awesome yeah. okay awesome Colleen, okay at last we come mm-hmm. to our final one quote so in our film in our movie sorry in our movie in our film in our movie what i'm trying to say is in our family god i'm tired in our family mm-hmm. sorry everyone um quotes are how we express our affection and love for each other and how we just communicate we communicate strictly through quotes we just sprinkle them in conversations they just pop up and star wars is one of the biggest ones to just pervade every conversation our parents use it even if they don't fully remember all the stuff in the movies our mom uses it because it's just the ultimate way of connecting with certain members of the family Mm-hmm. So in all of our episodes, we talk about any impactful quotes or quotes we, you know, didn't get as a kid, but now love as an adult. There's always a few of those and yep. ones that just mattered that may sound like nothing to all of you, but for some reason were ones our family latched onto. So they're making the cut. Pauline, yes. what is the first quote that you've got? Okay. So um, one of them is <laughs> 3PO and R2-D2, of course, rolling up to Jabba's <laughs> palace and... 3PO doesn't know why they're there. R2 like knocks and no one responds. And we're talking like within like a millisecond. And 3PO just says, Oh, no one's there. Let's go tell Master Luke and just turns around <laughs> to leave. And then the door opens and R2 just keeps going in. And I just, I right off the hop, I was like, I love these two. This is it. This is the moment. It was great. 
So that was one. Hi, okay, which one for you? I love 3PO. Oh, I just love him. And he's such a coward. <laughs> such a coward. He's such a coward and he's so self-absorbed. And yet he adores R2. And I just, I love everything about the two of them together. Me too. Um, so cute. And he's loyal to a fault. I actually do appreciate that about 3PO. Me too. In his own way. One of the ones, because it's just a line that I remember a lot. So when 3PO and R2-D2 are in Jabba's palace, Luke in his little hologram that is projected by R2 with the message said basically Luke in the message is like and as a show of good faith I offer you these two droids and again R2 is fine with it and 3PO goes what did he say? (laughs) R2 you're playing the wrong message (laughs) go back go back Um, so then he gets they get taken down to whoever is in charge of droids at the palace where they are clearly torturing droids because Java is not a good being and loses his temper and anyways, um, so 3PO sees a tortured previous protocol droid and gets taken away. And then the guy who's in charge, the droid who's in charge, looks at R2 and is asking him questions. And R2 does his little beep beep back. And that guy just goes, you're a feisty little one, but you'll soon you learn some respect. <laughs> I Love don't it. know why, but the way he says it and the way R2 beeps back and forth with him that line has stuck in my head so much and rattles around from time to time. And I know Dan has said it occasionally, especially when referring to his children. So, uh, that one. <laughs> that one You're a feisty little one. You'll soon you learn some respect. Yeah, he said it a couple times. I love it. Man, he can only hope. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, didn't work uh, so well for him with the droid and R2, so I don't know why he yeah. thinks it's going to work for his kids. What's your next one? Uh, so the next one is, so they're <clears throat> still at Jabba's place. Mm. They've just been caught. Um, Han can't see because of the hibernation <laughs> sickness. And so Luke and Han are now <laughs> being taken in front of Jabba. And Han's just like, how we doing? And Luke says, same as always. That bad, huh? <laughs> and our family says that line all the I time, I do like too. that one. It's a good one. One of the ones is actually a, a 3PO line, and it's when Luke shows up in a delightful, badass way. He shows up in a cloak. He strangles a couple guards to show that not, not to black. Him, but just to he's throw got black him off him. Outfit on, it's great. A little bit of a flex. He's got his black outfit on, and he shows up. And 3PO's response when he sees him is to go, "Oh, at last, Master Luke's come to rescue me." <laughs> <laughs> So self-absorbed. <laughs> Again, 3PO. I love that everything revolves around him. Around him. That's great. He's such an idiot. Although I mean, I, I do feel like if I unknowingly was gifted to Jabba oh, and then Luke showed up, I'd be like, oh thank God. Oh okay. I'd be like, this Phew, was this all in understanding. Over. I'm okay, gonna make it out of here, right? Yeah, I get to fun. live, right? Yeah. <laughs> So my next line is a little like back and forth again between Han and Luke in yep. uh, the desert. So okay, so they're yeah. taking them to the Sarlacc pit. Han still can't see anything. They're on they're on a separate <laughs> little ship. Jabba and his the party barges. The par- yeah. So Jabba and his crew are in this massive ship with drinks and bands and everyone's having a good time. And then like the prisoners are on the other littler ship that you they're just out in the open desert heading to the Sarlacc pit mm-hmm. and. Han's like, you know, I think my eyes are getting better. Instead of a big dark blur, I just see a big white blur. And Luke's like, there's nothing to see. Trust me, I used to live here. Uh, I lived here, you know. And Han says, you're going to die here, you know. Convenient, huh? 
And that's another one that Dan and Ben always say. And that's I was true. like, man, I know that one like the back of my hand. Like the back of your hand. Um, my next one, I giggled every time at this part because it delighted me. Um, so Han is still blind. They are now fighting for their lives against Luke's drawn out his lightsaber. He's doing some sweet flips and moves on his little barge and he's causing awesome. trouble. Yep. And Lando, while he's fighting um, and helping, gets pushed over the side of the barge into the sand and he's trying to, and he's calling for help. And Han hears him. He's like, Lando! And he basically goes and is trying to extend something down for Lando to grab. But then one of the tentacles from the Sarlacc pit comes and wraps around Lando's leg and he starts to get pulled back and he's calling for help. And Han asks Chewie for a blaster. And all you hear is him going, don't move, Lando. No, wait, I thought you were blind. It's okay. I, I can see a lot better. Trust me. Uh, uh, just a little higher. Just a little, like Lando's, Lando's like, just a little, little higher. higher. Just a little higher. <laughs> just as a kid, yeah. I delight, I delighted in me that that was happening because I knew he was also going to be fine but I just love right. that Han's like don't move Lando this is going to be fine I also love that Han's just like don't worry I can see a lot better now it's like it's just a <laughs> no, big light can't. blur I'm like no you can't you're just lying um in that whole fight thing so I wrote that one down too but the other one I wrote down and I started laughing when it happened not because the line is funny but because I didn't hear the line properly so this was something that <laughs> okay, child Pauline didn't hear so they're fighting there's guns Chewie's there, he falls on, he gets hit or whatever, and he falls onto Han. Yes. He just does his Chewie noises, so you don't know what he's saying. But all you hear is Han say, Chewie, you're hit. Where is it? And he's, because he's blind, he can't see anything. I know exactly and, what you're saying. You know, do you remember what I thought yes. he said? Yes. So I thought, for some reason, Han said, Chewie, your head, where is it? <laughs> So, Joe is awesome. Is when that moment happened, I know he says you're hit. What I heard was, Chewie, your head? Where is it? Because <laughs> of you. And because I remember you said it with such confidence. So I'm like, oh, is that what he says? And then I just assumed that because he was blind, he was feeling yeah. around for Chewie totally. and couldn't know what body part he was touching. Totally. That's, so what that's what I thought. He was saying it. That's what I thought. So I still hear it that way, too, even though I know it's wrong. I hear it every time I watch it. I just hear, Chewie, your head? Where is it? And I giggle to myself every time. So I'm delighted you picked that line. Because I'm like, that's that's exactly I just, because sometimes I just have so much confidence (laughs) in what I think is happening. And I'm so wrong. So it's just so funny that it's like. I love it. I just was like, yeah, that's definitely what he says. And then that line came up as an adult. I was like, oh, fuck. I forgot to say that. And again, it was one of those things. So anyone, huh, long-time listeners, is going to remember the other one that I can remember perfectly from a previous movie that we've already done is in Robin Hood, Prince of I Thieves. Knew it. I knew you were so, that. I always hear that line your way. So... so you don't need to know all the details, but basically they're sneaking into the palace. And it's the good guys. It's Robin Hood and his merry men. And there's a guy checking people heading in to this to go watch this hanging happening. And the guard is saying, no blades, no bows, leave your weapons here. And he's literally collecting swords That's what and bows saying. and arrows. Bows and arrows and swords. You're visually watching it happen. And I hear him say, no brains, no bones. Leave your weapons here. 
And I was so confident that that's what was getting said. It makes no sense. Like, no. And you were so confident you said it out loud, like along with the, as if you were saying it along with the guard. And that was the only time I knew that's what you thought he said. Because out loud, you're like, no brains, no bones, leave your weapons here. And I remember being like, what? <laughs> and then and you're the whole family started laughing because none of us knew until you said it aloud that that's what you thought the line was. And then when we started laughing, you were confused. Yes, you were like, like why are you laughing? I just. <laughs> That's Are you laughing because I'm hilarious? And we're like, no, Because no. I'm the ham. <laughs> I'm so funny. Hey, guys. That's why we're all laughing together. Because in this moment. Oh, jokes. I get jokes. I know it. Anyway, so oh, yeah. that I moment happened and I, I delighted it. completely in it. So that's my favorite I line. It. I should have named that. I should have named the episode. You should have named the episode. Chewy <laughs> your head. Where is Where it? Is and it? I would have delighted in it. <laughs> All right, back to okay. the quotes. Yeah. So we're we're leaving Jabba's palace now. Yeah. And we're uh, with mine. And we're at Dagobah, and there's a big thing where, of course, Lucas found out that Vader is his dad, and Obi Wan lied to him, mm. <laughs> and said, you know, he's you know didn't say anything, and so he's upset, and he and I love Obi Wan's excuse is like the man Anakin Skywalker died when he became Darth Vader, so what I said was true. Mm. from a certain point of view and I was like, like a certain point of view <laughs> I was like that's a bit of a technicality there Ben <laughs> I think you're reaching I love it now as an adult so much as a kid I remember just being like I don't know how I feel like I was still like eh like I didn't quite get the conversation and I was yeah. still trying to figure it out but I was like Vader's his dad that's bad and Obi-Wan did say that Vader killed his father so there is some confusion here but as an adult I delight in it just so what I said was true from a certain point of view and I love Luke's response of a certain point of view yeah I do feel like Luke is a little too like um he should be more upset yeah he should definitely be more upset like i think if i took my cues from luke i'd be more confused in that scene because (laughs) that's probably why i was like can't be that big of a deal right because he's he's so angry with him yeah i'm like i'd be a little more upset about that yeah Um, what's your next one um so my next one is han okay so um out out of Dagobah and following the rest of the crew, they're mm. flying in and, and Han is telling Chewie um, <laughs> how he needs to approach this and how do they need to make it look like... Because they're in a... Um, an Imperial uh, uh, ship. Yeah. So they're, so they're in an Imperial ship approaching the Rebels, unless this is obviously a risky... <laughs> risky game um but he says he says to him i don't know what how what he tells him initially but then chewy goes back to him like how am i supposed to do that and han says i don't know fly casual he goes so they're they're approaching and they have to use an imperial code to get past the ships that are guarding the moon of endor and so they're sending off the imperial code and he's like we gotta act casual so basically he says keep your distance chewy but don't look like you're keeping your distance and of course then chewy's like and he's like i don't know fly casual there it is advice yeah and that is also one our family quotes all the time (laughs) <laughs> um what's yours lisa uh, i already said it but i'll say it again the when they're when the ewoks have them and they're worshiping 3po mm. and they want to get out of there and han goes why don't you use your divine influence and get us out of this i beg your pardon general solo but that would be wouldn't be proper proper it's against my programming to impersonate a deity <laughs> and so i, I love that. like 
I'm like, that's in your programming that you can't be like, I want to know what circumstance existed where they're like, all right, we got to program this droid so he doesn't become a god. Uh... <laughs> got to make sure that he doesn't go around pretending to be god. <laughs> I got it. Okay, good. Yeah, we'll put like, that in his program. What is going on? Yeah. Just for all of the times that he runs into and encounters different cultures that might think of him as a Maybe. Maybe that'll yeah. happen frequently and they got to be careful. But I just, yeah. that whole back and forth, I do it. I do like how calm he is and how upset Han is going. And I would also, if I was in Han's position, I'd also be like, can you just get us out of here? Like, please, just yeah. for this oh, moment. Like, yeah, we have, also, there's this we have a rebel where... plan that has gone awry. <laughs> we, we cannot deal with this shit fry. right now. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I don't give a shit about your programming right at this moment, 3PO. <laughs> like, come on. Um, okay, so the okay. other one I think should be this next line of, that I wrote down, I think you and I should both say it. Oh, okay. Because um, I feel like you do a better Darth Vader impression than oh, I do. okay. Okay. Um, so this is a, a really good line between Luke and Vader. And uh, the line is, your overconfidence is your weakness. Oh, that's the Emperor. Oh, yes. the Emperor. Yeah, I Lisa, can do, I can do, do the, the Emperor. emperor. Yeah. Your overconfidence is your weakness. Your faith in your friends is yours. That's so good. <laughs> good job. Thanks, Lisa. I didn't write down who said that line. And as everyone I... can tell. I love that I'm not the fan because he because he says it with such and he just whips his head around because Luke says it as he's walking away and he just whips around and says it back to him and I'm like ooh it's such a catty response it's a very good line <laughs> I love it I yeah. love that one we say that one all the time too um okay obviously this one is a big one so we're in the rebel fleet has arrived they're all set to sort of take on this new Death Star when Lando clues in that they can't get a reading, which means the shield is still up. So he tells everyone to pull up and suddenly they realize that the Death Star is operational. And so you that have- That thing's operational. Operational. Admiral, we have enemy ships in sector 47. It's a trap. <laughs> and that's the line. It's a and trap. And that's the line that's on every t-shirt that is used constantly in every meme. It is Admiral Akbar. From the planet Calamari, he looks like a squid. His planet is called Mon Calamari. I have so many questions. It it's seems awesome. insulting. But he is a giant squid-faced guy, and I love him. And his response is to just go, it's a trap, when things are going wrong. And everyone quotes it, so we have to put that one in. 100%. Okay. Absolutely. The other one we have to say. Yep. The other one yep. is an emperor line. Yes. Um, this time yes. I know it's the emperor line. Okay, so... Mm -hmm. Uh, Luke is in the Emperor's chambers. He's watching his friends slowly get killed. And mm -hmm. um, the Emperor is trying to like, it's like basically he's baiting him. He's goading yes. him. He's telling yeah. him that he's basically like, you'll turn to the dark side. It's going to be great for me. I'm going to watch it happen. It's going to be awesome. And at one point he says something to antagonize Luke, which is what he does the entire time. And Luke takes a glance down at the lightsaber that's next to the Emperor's hand. And all the Emperor does is <laughs> looks at it, hovers his hand over it and says, you want this, don't you? It sounded like Yoda. And uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, and uh, I remember playing a card game with Dan once. <laughs> and it was like, like not go fish, but let's just imagine it's go fish. And he was just like, you want this, don't you? He and I was says like, it. oh, all Dan. All the time. All the time. Dan and Ben will both say it anytime there's something that's, and like Dan will just give you this look and he'll be like, you want this, don't, don't you? And you. anyone listening would be like, he said that really weirdly, but okay. <laughs> but not like, realizing that he is quoting a film. 
And that's basically what it's like being with our whole family. So that does make sense. Okay. Okay. Lisa, do you want to, do you got got, another one? I I mean, I'm sure you have more. Yeah. And it's, it's the, when Vader is dying. I feel this is an important line. Vader's dying. Luke has taken off his helmet. And after he gets to, as he said, he wants to take off his helmet so we can see Luke with his own eyes. So Luke does, takes off the apparatus and looks at his dad for the first time. They're making eye contact. And his dad goes, says, thank you. And then tells him to go. And Luke goes, no, you're coming with me. I'll not leave you here. I've got to save you. And Vader's response is to go, you already have, Luke. You were right. You were right about me. Tell your sister. You were right. And then he dies. And then he dies. I should say Anakin, because it's now Anakin once his wrath is off. Right. We're doing it. So that one, and then Luke watches his dad die and then brings his body with him into the ship and off they go. And so I think that's that's the final line to end on. I think that's the best line to end on. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us on this journey of Star Wars. Three movies in a row. We are now in December. It has happened, people. We did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. We made it. Now we just got to all make it through the holiday season. We can do it. I have confidence in everybody. What that means, No, what's going to help everyone's (laughs) confidence. Lisa? Christmas movie! Christmas movie! Movie! Um, so as you all know, yeah. our, uh, or our avid listeners know, um, <laughs> the episodes have been coming out a lot uh, more sparsely, a little fewer and far between. <laughs> so we can only guarantee one Christmas movie. Um, yeah. Lisa gets to pick it. I um, do. If there is, by the magic of Christmas, <laughs> uh, the ability to do a second one, we will do it. But in the meantime, we will all be okay and content we with will, the idea that Lisa picks one movie. You. One that is one all we can guarantee. Christmas movie. Yeah. I'm very excited. I get to choose the Christmas movie. I do have one in mind, but I have to come up with the trivia for it. We'll see if the trivia works in my favor. If not, I've got a backup. Um, and then Which is also absurd. <laughs> I can't help it. Lisa needs a backup just in case the trivia is bad. And then, you know, that things work. Um, but I'm excited. So that means we'll have a trivia episode pretty soon for you with all of that fun stuff. Pauline and I will get festive. We will talk about one random Christmas movie. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, though, please feel free to like and subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to. Please tell your friends if you haven't already about our little podcast. And tell them how hilarious and wonderful we are uh if you want to follow us on social media go for it nothing happens we're never there but i love the idea that in spirit you would be with us um so yeah yeah go for it like and subscribe Mm -hmm. on twitter Uh, i guess it's called x now this is how often we're on there x (laughs) instagram we're at real window or Mm -hmm. if you want to be real old school you can send us an email letting us know how you feel about the star wars trilogy any favorites any original thoughts any favorite childhood movies you want to talk about or if you just want to say hi send us an email real.window at gmail.com i do check that periodically it might be a month but i will get back to you (laughs) Uh, and until we have our lovely christmas trivia sode and episode have a wonderful rest of your week everyone we'll catch you soon Thank you.